1: an important topic today, uh, one that comes up in the office, one that comes up when I talk to people, one that comes up when we talk about technology, is the slippery slope of affairs. And holy moly, does it ever happen a lot. And, you know, I always find it interesting when people say to me, that could never happen to me. And people say that all the time. And I understand it because I used to say it, too. It doesn't fit with my value system. It's not moral. Um, you know, I mean, again, I'm not sitting in judgment, but I'm just making the point that we think that it could never happen happen to us, and I think that's the first danger, is that, in fact, the slippery slopes of affairs is something that could happen to anyone, so if you're listening now, you want to tune into this show, you want to understand what are the signs of a slippery slope, and how do you avoid them? How do you possibly avoid them so that you don't have that problem, and you don't possibly find yourself one day in a situation where it's almost like your brain is, is more convinced of what it wants than what it actually needs. So I don't hit big topics like that without bringing a great expert onto the show. And uh, many of you who follow the show know very well Georgia Dow. Georgia Dow is a psychotherapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression, uh, top psychotherapist at that, a great friend, and someone who has a lot of experience on the importance of boundaries, both in understanding them, in psychological ways, and also since she is um, a Canadian jujitsu champion, I would think we'll talk to her about it. But I would think that boundaries has played a huge role in that as well. Um, so, welcome to the show, Georgia. Hi, it's so nice to
2: be here, and you're so right, Sandra. It's such an important topic, and I think that it makes people uncomfortable, and often we are not really talking about this. And so I think that understanding yourself, understanding the couple, the things that work, the things that don't, can really help us navigate what could happen, what are the danger signs, and how to make sure that you can deal with
1: whatever might happen. So well said. Thank you, Georgia. So, Georgia, I think that... Yeah, I have some goals here today because some people have already written in texting um, about things they want talked about. So one of my goals is going to be to describe the difference between an emotional and a physical affair and if it's that relevant because, um, again, sometimes we say things like, well, it's, we're just chatting on Facebook. It's no big deal. And you know as well as I do that that actually is a slippery slope. So that's another one of my goals is the slippery slopes. <laughs> And the role of technology, because um, I was actually um, on a, a great show a couple of weeks ago uh, called Life Unrehearsed on CJD, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, before technology, um, if an ex-boyfriend called me, like, that would be weird, but on Facebook... It's not weird when your ex-boyfriend calls you, or sorry, texts you and says, hey, how it's going. So it's very easy to just respond and, you know, maybe you haven't spent much time with your partner and then one response leads to another. Um, you know, what do you think of that? No,
2: I think that you're you're absolutely right. I think that it's one of those things that, you know, it it starts out you might not be doing well. It's nice to get this attention. It starts to feel pleasant.
1: How to fight that day with your husband?
2: Yeah, and then you have someone that's saying how you're so amazing feels good, and then you want to reply back to get that feeling again.
1: Yeah, of course. So, you know, modern my belief systems, and you and I tend to um, think alike, so as we enter into this discussion, one of the things I really feel strongly about is having clear boundaries um, on what is a boundary violation, and certainly, although it's very innocent to write back to an ex-boyfriend and say, how's your life turned out, and I get that, Um, it is also... um, a very possibly something that you might want to agree on in your marriage, how far is that allowed to go before it's an issue? Like, for example, in my own marriage, I'll be personal, I would have no problem with my husband writing back to an ex-girlfriend and having a little chat, or vice versa, but if I saw him on Facebook regularly chatting with an ex... Um, or even a, a girlfriend that w- might alarm me. Now, many might say, now you're a therapist, many might say, well, that's just paranoid, you're just insecure. I don't think so.
2: I'm curious what you think. Well, I think that it all depends on the nature of your couple and what you both feel comfortable about. I think the first thing is, is exactly what you said, though. You would have a discussion about this. Yes. And I think that that's important, is that you know what are the boundaries and rules and regulations to your relationship. And once you know it, you can talk about that. I think that often, though, people don't want to talk about it because they don't want to be too much. They don't want to be too difficult. One thing that might bother one person might be not bother another person, and then that's okay. But you have to make sure you have that discussion because if you don't have the discussion, one person may be feeling very hurt, very upset. And now, we even if it is innocent, because of that not speaking about it, it can start damaging the fabric of the relationship and cause even more problems than what it would have been if you had actually just said, you know what, I feel a little bit uncomfortable and this is why I don't believe that you're doing anything wrong, but I feel disrespected or I don't think this happened or in the past this had occurred. And so that you're on the same page with everything.
1: So... You know, I think that's such an important point, and I'm going to bring up some history in my life of the the work I did on why I think this is so important. But before I do that, I just want to invite people if they want to join the conversation. I know already on Facebook there was a lot of people asking uh, to hear this show because it is such a relevant topic. So if you want to join the conversation, you can call us directly at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine two and ask any question um, about. Um, emotional affairs, physical affairs, or so on and so forth. So, Georgia, I'm going to go back to that. So, um, I think you're right. I think the discussion is important. I'm going to go back to my belief system. I'm going to put it out there. Um, you know, I'm going to bring up the 22 years bartending. So this is where really things changed for me because, you know, I worked in a bar, so what I did is I observed people. And I saw really good relationships. I saw really bad relationships. But what I saw over and over again is in the right circumstances, and I want to check with you. I see you nodding, but they can't see you. In the right circumstances, is it an easy, slippery slope to slide down? In your opinion, top therapist, psychotherapist, Georgia Dow.
2: Yeah, I think that it is, and I think that we often can hold ourselves as, oh, I am better than that. I would never never do that. And because of that, you would say, oh, "Well, then, it's okay for me to have this drink with this person, to be able to party all night with them, because I would never do that." And I think that we often put ourselves—we pedestal ourselves of, "I am better than these or only horrible people would do that. Only people yeah. that are not in love with their their That's wife right. would do that." And so then, immoral the people, moral people. Right, right? Immoral people that would do that. And I think that that sets us up for being allowed to go in in an areas where. It's just not smart ideas to do that.
1: I'm I'm really glad you said that, because that's where I was hoping you would go, is that discussion or no discussion, you you know, you have to be careful about playing with fire. mm -hmm. You know, it's just so easy, and we are wired this way. We're going to take a short break, but we're going to talk about how humans are wired this way. And I think step one is to acknowledge our humanity, Mm -hmm. uh, because, Oh, good. Uh, Yeah, if I'm good, you know, for me to say it could happen to me, which doesn't really fit with my value system, but actually protects me. She's getting excited.
2: Oh, right, yes, that that is so important in so many areas. I think that that is that first step, is that anything, I could do anything,
1: let's just be careful, let's tread carefully. Okay, we'll be right back on Straight Talk with Sandra Risha. If you you don't want to call, you want to text instead, you can text us at 514-796-4357. We're discussing the slippery slope of affairs. We'll be right back.
4: Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments, specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-504 or visit us on the web at spamunari.com. That's 514 or spa, M-U-N-A-R-I.com.
0: Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reisch, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life.
3: Change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety, featuring the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and host of Straight Talk, Sandra Reisch. Sandra is joined by top therapist Georgia Dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series. Thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach. Isn't it time you chose yourself? Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety videos.com and change your life forever. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reish.
1: So we're back and you know, a lot of buzz on this topic, Georgia, we're getting a lot of texts, we're getting a lot of Facebook messages um, and I'm so happy about that because we do this show to reach you guys. Uh, Georgia takes her time and comes out here to give her expertise because these are issues that people face on a regular basis. Before I go any further though, I always want to give a shout out to uh, the amazing Spa Maneri. And you know what? I always try to tie it in with the topic. And here's what I want to say about Spa If you're in the Montreal area, go take some time for yourself because that's another way that people get into trouble. If your pockets are empty, it's another way you fall into a slippery slope. So SpaMenari.com or give them a call at 695-5040. Mention Straight Talk with Sandra Rich and get 15% off any of their services. Let's get back to a lot of hot topics that came up even in our discussion. You were excited about the fact that step one is tell your truth, that we are human and humans can slip through boundaries. We always do. We go through stop signs. I'm getting pumped up. We go through stop signs. We, we get a ticket and then we get good for a while and then we do it again. We do. We What's do it wrong again. with us?
5: We are, we are kind of made for that, we are, we, we are our own worst enemies and then we lie to ourselves about it, I'll never go back through a stop sign again, have you ever believed someone that said that? No. No. But I also don't
1: believe people who say things, I ne- any never statement, never, state- yes. never statements worry me. Put yourself me. in
5: enough situations or a different situa- set of situations, who knows? Okay, so what
1: I was kind of getting to, and there's a few people who wrote, and I want to get to their questions as well, because someone wrote in and talking about the fact that once you're in, it's very hard to get out, and I yes. want to talk about why that is, because uh, it's almost like a no-win, because the dopamine, the crack cocaine of your brain is like going crazy. We'll to- get to that. Okay, okay. okay. Yes. No, I wanted you want-
5: to talk about that, just because it's, okay. It's, okay. It's okay. Interesting, people often say, you know, I have a lot of people, it's very, very common, first of all. Um, we also like live for much longer than we've ever lived before right. it used to be that we lived till we're like 45 like you know right. marriage was like a contract for like 10 15 years <laughs> odds are we were gonna die through childbirth or something was gonna eat us and we were so busy just trying to survive now we have all this copious amounts of of free time you live yeah. in times and now with the internet, it makes it so much easier. But now it's almost like you know uh, I was talking with someone's like, no, it should be lease to marry. You get to then renew if you yeah. choose to. <laughs> so it's also much more difficult. Oh yes. And that thing of connection. There's so many variables. But you were talking about that dopamine, Sandra. Okay. Can you explain this? Because people are like, but I'm in. A, I love my my husband. I love my wife. <sighs> yeah. Why? Why do I want to go back? I know it's going to end in pain and hardship, but I can't stop. What
1: is happening? Okay, so. Thank you. Um, The thing is, it's actually, I love to talk about this. You can see on my face, she's like looking at me. Excitement. Excitement. Because this is the problem. I'm going to explain the dopamine, but I'm going to start with the ending and go backwards. Mm. You can't win it. You can't win it. It gets stronger than you. You know, I call it the mm-hmm. loins. When you get the feeling in the loins, you're finished. Okay, I've warned, she's laughing. I've warned many a client about the feeling in the loins. So the loins is the dopamine. You're laughing, but it's the dopamine. When you first fell in love, I ask you listeners, when you first, and you, Georgia, when you yes. first fell in love and you were on those dates. Yes. Didn't you feel like you'd do anything for this person, like you'd walk through fire and you couldn't wait to get home? Oh, yes. You just couldn't wait. Oh, yes. That's dopamine. Yes. That's nothing would have stopped me. Nothing. This pr- there was so, nothing else that existed in the world if that If you mattered. found out he was an ex murderer, you well, might not it might even. might not matter. I don't know. It might not matter. I'm, not I'm not taking matter. an extreme example. I would have to hear about why. I yeah. think I would have been at the negotiating stage. It was too much dopamine. So yes. From an adaptive stand- standpoint, what they believe is that the reason that surge in dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter that is often referred to as the crack cocaine of the brain, because it lights up. Hmm. Like an amazing drug. Feels, Feels great. Feels amazing. The reason they feel this happens from an adaptive basis is so that we procreate and we couple very quickly. The problem is, so you fall in love and you have these great moments and then you go and get married. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately that dopamine has about a two year shelf life. Doesn't mean your marriage is over, but the crack cocaine. It's not there. And a little sidebar for any of my clients who are listening, is the only thing the dopamine does is it shuts down the fear centers of your brains. That is a so very you, good point. If you have intimacy issues, you don't have them. No, Suddenly don't care. You're having sex all the time. You feel great in your body. spiders and you're, and you're
2: scared of spiders. You're going through
5: them. It That's right. It does
1: not matter. Okay. So, it's like a trick that was played to make sure that we procreate. Mm-hmm. Now, I started a relationship on Facebook with someone, I have a lovely husband, but I don't have crack cocaine in my brain all the time. Now it's, a, you know, it's different. Who we've been together a it's long time. a mature
5: time. relationship, which is more like familial yes. bonding. secure. Secure. Different, because that woman comes
1: a lot with the insecurity of the bond. Yes. And here comes the answer to your question. Mm-hmm. I start an affair, every time I see that person, there's an element of danger mm-hmm. because I could get caught and it's a little bit not right. So the dopamine fires. So how does my husband have a shot? He There's no way. So the it's dopamine. always gonna be more exciting with the other person. I really hope people are getting this. It's always gonna be more exciting. So it's not a fair comparison. You go, well, I don't understand. I'm just not into my husband the same way, but I'm into this guy. It's not a fair fight. No, you are
5: at, that is so well said. And I think that that's where people get stuck, especially because they, I think that the media, has taught that affairs are done when a marriage, they're unhappy in a marriage. Right. If they don't like the other person, right. they're treating them poorly. Right. And that's a lie. Yeah. Well, it could it be, is, but it's it not could, only. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But then they think it can't happen to me because I love my husband. We have a great relationship That this. I'm now immune to it. and because we believe we're immune to it. That thing that you were saying before about understanding our humanity. Then we go into areas that we should not tread. Just that slippery slope of areas where you never know what could happen. And I think that people aren't aware of that. We're not taught that. We're not taught that in school. No.
1: We're not taught that by through the media. Right. And this is why I said there needs to be steps to avoid falling into a fair, because once you're in, we sort of got ahead there. Once you're in, it's hard to get out because even if you break it up, yes, the fantasy mm-hmm. of someone else is still gonna be stronger than day-to-day living with a partner. And you felt
5: that surge of dopamine, yes. which we are made to want to get no matter what. It is an addiction, just like- Big addiction. It, and it's a huge addiction. George, I have
1: a question for you. Please. What happens if the you leave your marriage you're having this exciting dopamine rush, mm. okay? And it's exciting and sexy and but he's my soulmate. Yes. Now I leave my husband and I go with this new soulmate. Am yeah. I able to maintain the dopamine? No,
5: eventually unfortunately, just like with everything else, it has a shelf life. And then without this now, dopamine, Now thrown away which, my
1: family, you've my marriage. Your family,
5: and this may not actually be your soulmate. It might be solely the dopamine of which is speaking. And then after time, Everyone, you, you notice that their socks that you think it was so cute that they left at the side of the bed. Right. Now it's like, no, that's really annoying. And now, after that dopamine, you can see more clearly. Because also, when we have all that dopamine, are we thinking clearly, Sandra? When we have all that dopamine surges? Oh, no.
1: Oh, no, right. we're not. We're drug addicts at that exactly. moment. That's why we say things like, I feel more alive than I've ever felt in my life. It's like you just took drugs, basically. Yes. Which is why, as a sidebar, I'm not really that impressed with new relationships. I'm actually impressed with long-term relationships. When people tell me, oh, I just met this couple. They're so in love. How long are they together? Six months? Okay. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. And it's not that I want to be cynical about it. It's that dopamine is really fun. Yes. I mean, I remember the dopamine in my relationship. Dopamine's fabulous. I wanted to do this show because I think that people do end up throwing uh, their lives away for the dopamine rush. And I think that the consequences are so high. Mm -hmm. And so I started talking about the fact that um, I think some rules need to be in place. And we talked about, yes, there needs to be a discussion in your marriage. But, for example, um, having friendships... Um, And, you know, someone was asking about even on dating sites, someone was saying on dating sites, like you start dating someone and they're still on the dating site. I hear about this all the time. Um, Is this okay? No, well, I know <laughs> like, it's no, but no,
5: it's, it's, it's not, it's not, again, you would have to speak about, you know, what is the nature of your relationship and what does it mean to be together? And okay. I think that that some people may have more open relationships that they may feel comfortable with, which are both parties, are okay, both with parties yeah. are okay. And it's open that both parties know and have agreed to this. It might be a small fraction of cases that I could work out, but by and large, No, because you're now sending a mixed message. Are we together? Are you still searching? Um, I wanted to say something because we talk about the two years, but often with affairs, isn't it that because the affair is off and on all the time, that this can last, the dopamine can last for a really long time because it's an off and on response, which when we talk about addiction,
1: what is the most addictive thing? Something when you always get response? intermittent reinforcements. It well, yeah? Thank you. That set, set me up well, is that yes, it is the most addictive. So that's another reason you can't win it. It's yes. always going to beat your marriage because, and also it's the intermittent reinforcement and it's the danger. Mm-hmm. Danger. Why do you think the bachelor show or the bachelorette always has them jumping out of windows? And oh, no, yes. seriously, oh, this that's is how great. they fall so in love so fast. Dopamine, put someone on a shaky bridge they've studied and they will find their partner more attractive. Okay. Yes. And yet when we're couples we start to do things that you know are less dangerous and that's another sidebar is yes. a good thing to do in a couple is to keep things sometimes a little different a little I'm spicy. Not, a little Spice spicy. Up your relationship in many different ways. That
5: could give you some extra Don't domain women. that will bond you or do even doing things that keep you together is a really nice thing watching scary movies or doing a sport together or dance classes or like something that you could have fun you're against maybe other groups that are doing other things that can give a little bit more dopamine and excitement because it can become difficult. I think that a lot of people take their marriage and they no longer decide to tend to it. They think that it should be easy and you don't have to do anything
1: and it'll just always be there. Gosh, there's a lot to say about this. I, I, you know, I'm just like, I want to make sure people know how to get out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Once they're in, because what Mm -hmm. we're kind of trying to lay the groundwork here is that you're almost, you just fell into a drug addiction. You literally did. And one of the reasons, and I don't think I'm above, anything pretty much and so because i think that's it's truthful to know that anyone can do anything at any time so therefore i don't play with fire is one of the rules if you know and I not get burnt I, and i don't want to be in a situation where it can overtake me because the dopamine is so strong and so i don't think i'm above it which comes back to the point that you have to start with the fact that no one's above it we yes. have to start with that so to avoid it so the other thing i wanted to ask you before the break is this idea of if somebody says, but hold on, and I have a two-part question for you, and I, I need two answers fairly quickly from you. One is, is an emotional affair as dangerous as a physical affair?
5: Yes. In some ways, it's more dangerous.
1: Why? I agree. Why?
5: Because a physical affair may just be the action to that, but once you have an emotional connection to anything, that can be something that's long-lasting and can damage the actual emotional attachment
1: that you have to your mate. Okay. Okay. So emotional affair. So somebody, a client of yours comes in and says, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's just a friend. And we just have some really like nice conversations. And I like, why would you ask me to give that up?
5: Well, I would first like you and people always know they say that but you always know is, are you hiding this from your wife? Can you invite right. your friend
1: to c- invite yeah. your wife to come yeah. out with them,
5: or and, or have you,
2: right? Yeah. Because we
5: always know whenever you're sneaking something, and it could be chewing bubble gum. Yeah.
2: Right.
5: <laughs> right. I remember I stole the last cookie that we had in our house. Right. Yeah. And I know, and I was really quiet about it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, this is wrong. I know it's wrong because I'm sneaking it. Like, you know I mean? You're sneaking something, and you don't want the other people to know. And then my husband comes back, and he's like, what's in your mouth? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> like, Wait, did you eat the last cookie? And I'm like, no. <laughs> he's like, because <laughs> like read yeah. on me I'm like yeah it's cookie but you, you know when you're doing yeah. something that you don't want the other person to know that's one of your first warning signs it's a really good warning sign when you're like oh well uh, but there's people who can beat that they say well I didn't hide say, it from my wife you can beat that that's the lying to yourself that trying to beat that's the lie that I, told, lying to I yourself. told
1: my husband that I'm having this is not true yes. but I'm having a friendship and yes. I've been very honest about it Yes, Where, and are where's they, the
5: problem are they invited
1: are they invited? Wow. Is this something that... If can... he really wants to come, he could come.
5: Yeah. You see, it's... But it's, we're texting late it's, at it's night. It's, it's... Exactly. These are... If you're doing things that are the couple things of your relationship and now you're not sharing something, this is another one of those little tiny flags. If you're starting by not sharing something with your partner and you're sharing it with this other person, that's another one of those little tiny warning signs of uh-oh. One is there might be issues in your relationship that you need to work out. And why have you chosen to become intimate? And again, this may not be physically intimate, but emotionally intimate with someone other than your mate. It's a little red flag that you want to be able to be really honest with yourself about beforehand. And often you kind of know.
1: You do know. You absolutely know. I think that was really well stated. Um, I feel strongly about the fact that, you know, when we're talking about a family unit and a mm-hmm. marriage, this is a very dangerous situation to get yourself into with or without kids. Because as we talked about the dopamine, and I'm glad we went to that first. We didn't plan to go there first. It's almost impossible to get out. And I am aware of people who have had affairs for years and years and years because mm-hmm. the sex stays great. And if it's not sexual, then the, the still the fantasy of the person stays great. It's, yes. it's just always so perfect. Um, you know, uh, Shakespeare said familiarity breeds contempt. And, uh, you know, that's my strict parents who made me read Shakespeare. That's my my disclaimer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, me too. But familiarity breeds contempt means that basically the more we're with people we love, the more we see their flaws. Mm -hmm. And so mature love, as you called it, is to still be able to navigate that. Yes. So would we be able to say that there's a certain level of immaturity to this almost? Well,
5: often people are like, oh, I'm giggling like a schoolgirl again. I feel it's, don't mean it's lovely, but it's not really real in many cases to that. It goes away. And Mm -hmm. if you then have this relationship, which is like what often happens, you realize that this relationship is not as perfect as you actually expected it to be either. And you're now in a case where, and again, sometimes people do grow apart. Sometimes people change. We live for so long. That can definitely happen and you need to work on it. But- you should work on it and understand that so that you don't jump out of something before it's actually ready for something that isn't really
1: real accurate right yeah very well said and i think that where we're going to come back to is okay so often the marriage is already in distress Mm-hmm. And so and people say, well, I'm not really prepared to give up this person. Maybe I should be jumping ship. Now, one of the mm-hmm. things I, I want to put out there that we're going to come back to is, A, you cannot work on the marriage while the affair is still going on. That's actually a tenant of couple therapy. You cannot. And it, because you have a third party in it, and triangles don't work. We'll talk about that. And the other factor, uh, which I think I'm forgetting my thoughts, so we'll keep it at the triangle and we'll continue back um, just yeah we'll continue back when we come back on you know the dangers of oh i know what i was going to say is that and it's an important point georgia is that i tell my couples if you want to leave your marriage earn your way out oh yes find out what you needed to learn about this marriage and then if you learn it you can leave your marriage and you can call back up that person if you want but to earn your way out you need to remove the person first we'll be right back with straight talk with sandra riche
3: change your life forever with the latest cutting-edge products for home study treatment for anxiety featuring the clinical director of the montreal center for anxiety and depression and host of straight talk sandra riche sandra is joined by top therapist georgia dow in this revolutionary anxiety videos therapy series thousands of people have benefited from this scientifically proven treatment approach isn't it time you chose yourself Visit anxiety-videos.com right now. That's anxiety-videos.com. And change
4: your life forever. Spa Munari is a full-service wellness day spa located at the heart of West Island, Quebec. Submerge yourself in beauty with one of our many treatments specially catered to your needs. We offer facials, manicures, pedicures, hair removal, massages, body treatments, and so much more. Enjoy our ultimate relaxation experience with our spa packages. We offer a men's menu as well. Call us today to book your next appointment at 514-695-5040 or visit us on the web at Spamunari.com. That's 514-695-5040 or Spamunari.com.
0: Join the therapist who is affectionately known as the couple whisperer, Sandra Reisch, on her famous couple retreats and change your life forever. Sandra offers couple retreats in beautiful locations several times a year that can radically change your love life. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reish. To connect with the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at helpforanxietydepression.com. Now, back to Straight Talk. Here's Sandra Reish.
1: So I'm enjoying this conversation with Georgia Dows, top psychotherapist at the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression and brilliant woman. Georgia, I, I probably usually say this at the end, but someone might be listening and want to reach you to someone might be in this situation. How would they contact you? You, what would be the best way? The phone number? Should the I give phone the phone number? number? Yes, okay, please. so the phone number, She. I don't think you know it by heart. I don't at know it by
5: heart. It's a button for me now. 514-777-4530 so I
1: don't. or the website, helpforanxietydepression.com. Yeah. Could they request to see you?
5: Yeah, sure. You can request to see me. The only thing is, is I'm, I'm a little bit booked so if you are flexible times yeah then that makes it much easier for. but I,
1: I think you are a specialist in this because I think that what we're getting to this idea of earning, earning your way out of your marriage and you know mm-hmm. next week you're coming on the show to talk about how to find a good therapist and it's a topic I've been wanting to do for a long time because I don't know that we learn this in therapy school
5: yes that's and very good.
1: Point. dopamine also there's a lot of stuff that not everyone's going to tell you and a lot of therapy and this will come up next week is about empathetic listening like mm-hmm. I understand this is rough it's not what we do at the center so we will outright give you advice and like what we're doing on the radio here so i was starting this discussion of earn your way out of a marriage i give it to friends i give it to family i give it to clients which is um if there's a problem in your marriage since there's two people in a marriage you're part of the problem even if you're being an angel that might be the problem that might be the problem so you got to earn your way out of marriage before you can start in my view a relationship with someone else thoughts
5: I I think that that's exactly it. Plus, if you don't learn the lessons that what happened in the first place, what are the chances that this is going to happen again?
1: Um, Like, almost sure, because you're you're 50% of the problem. So you're bringing that to your next relationship. So it starts off, they look different, they smell different, and you find yourself waking up one day going, oh my God, how did I get here? We do a lot of work, you and I, to help couples before they jump off that cliff. Mm -hmm. um to you know maybe give the marriage and some couple counseling and this may sound like i'm promoting our center you don't have to call our center call your center call someone a clsc call anywhere but couples we know a lot more about this dance of relationships now than our parents did and there is actually now a manual on how to learn to have a good relationship so if you're struggling you don't have to call us but you may want to work on your marriage how do you feel about that I think it's
5: so important. I think that, you know, and and hopefully the sooner the better. I think that a lot of people are like, I can figure it out. I can do it. I don't need a specialist. That's like going down and having something wrong with your body and saying it's just going to miraculously get better. And marriages take work. And we're not taught. It's very difficult to deal with marriages. And we're not taught how to have a happy, healthy marriage, because if you leave a relationship For dopamine, the dopamine will fail as with everything. In every relationship, dopamine goes away. We're made to have the dopamine go away. Yep. And so that leaves, and then you are left with this person with whichever flaws that they have that you weren't able to really see while you were in the affair because right. the dopamine clouds everything yeah. i remember talking yeah. about my husband i'm like he had a like like a, a little bit of acne we were young he had acne and i was like oh i love that he has this little acne and he's totally okay with it with himself <laughs> like it could have been anything and i yeah it's just one of those things that it makes everything seem such like the it's the, a haze the, love love haze the love haze the yeah. birds sounded prettier when i was with this yeah. person but yeah what you want to do is what's Beyond that, what is their personality like? Yeah. And often, what I will ask someone is, you know, without dopamine, without those lights, who do you think is a person that you would rather share something with or talk to about something? Or who do you think you like their character and their qualities more? And then that often gives you a different answer. It doesn't get you out of the spin of dopamine, but often it's a different answer. And those are the things that really you need to have a therapist be able to talk to you about what are the things you love about each other in the marriage? What are the things that are not working and how do you tend, tend to your marriage? How do
1: you each deal with love? I think that's, that's so important. Um, uh, what you're saying. And I think that we don't realize once more in it. Yes. Um, and as I said, the person at home doesn't look so good anymore because of the love haze that's going on as we're calling it now. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's normal to compare mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're with the person and it's easy and, and there's a flow to it. Yeah. So it makes me think about the fact that, you know, and there is a sexual element to it, even if there's no sex going on, there's a sexual element to the mm-hmm. fact that, You know, it's so simple and the person gets you in a way that you've never been understood. So it makes me come back to the fact that, well, so let's say one of our listeners right now has fallen into it. And here's a saying that they've got to cut it off. Okay. But- Now they cut it off and they find, they say things to me like this, like I love him, but I'm not in love with him. And the spark is gone, which for myself, I always volunteer to you where I feel about this. My mother used to say love is a verb and she was, she never lived to see me go into this field. So I'm very happy to refer to her because that was a very smart statement. What she meant about it is being in love is something you do. Not necessarily something that, oh, I'm in love, because mm-hmm. that's the dopamine stage. It's right. almost There's a little bit more work to being in love. So w- what would you say? She was smart, eh? To yes. say as a psychological a statement. Being in yes. love is a verb. So what would you say to someone who got rid of the affair, but says, okay, but it's just, I think about him all the time, and it's just not that exciting with my partner. And sorry, but I want to feel like that feeling again. What would yes. you say?
5: And that is the withdrawal of dopamine. That is what you're going through. If you've ever had to stop something, be it chocolate, sugar, coffee, when I went through gestational diabetes, I had to uh, stop, yeah, I had gestational diabetes, and during that period of time, I couldn't eat sugar, I couldn't have fatty foods, oh, did I ever think about those fatty foods? I really did. I went, it was everything, and that wasn't even a strong dopamine release, so you're going through the withdrawal, withdrawal, as you would with everything else, but that also is a lie. That's not, it is how you feel but it lies to you. And so that's the way that you go through it, and that's normal. It will go away with time, and if you're doing the work with the couple, you can rekindle something. But you had said before, even, Sandra, that you can't, why is it that if you're going to couples counseling that you should make sure to cut off the affair before you start to actually do the work in couples counseling? Why is that important? Because a lot of people come in and say, well, I'm gonna do the couples counseling, and then I'm gonna be happier with my marriage, and I have, I just still love the person, no. and that's why. What, well, what there's two important?
1: parts. First of all, from our point of view, it's non-ethical. It's we're not actually allowed if we know there's an affair going on. We cannot treat the couple because there's a third party in the room. It's the same with addiction. There's mm-hmm. a third party in the room. You
5: cannot do, say, um, out, work on, you know,
1: alcoholism alcohol while you're
5: still taking alcohol.
1: Exactly. Which brings in this is that we need to be away from the drug in order to stop being an alcoholic. I can't keep going into bars. So if I'm still having a relationship with someone and I'm going to couple counseling, my head is still on that other person. So the couple counseling is almost humoring the other person and humoring myself a little bit to say, I gave it everything. You didn't because the drug is still in there. Now I'll add one more thing onto that is that in psychology, and I think it's worthwhile for people to consider this, we consider any triangle dysfunctional. What does that mean? It means if mom is talking to daughter and saying, don't tell dad, that's a triangle. Yes. If I'm having an affair and uh, there's me, my husband and the affair, that's a triangle. If um, if, I I can't think of another one, but I'm sure you could. Gambling. Gambling. If there's an addiction, that's another woman. That's another person. So triangles, the rule of thumb with a triangle is someone's going to get thrown out. So I'd rather the drug get thrown out than the relationship. So if someone's going to get thrown out, if which brings up another question, what do you do if your partner admits they're having an affair? What do you need to do as that person? And I would say you need to put down a very clear boundary and consequence, because if the drug doesn't come out, you can't work on your relationship. You, and you so can't. I, I want to throw that to you. You can't do it. So what would you, so you can't go to therapy. You can't really work on there. So what do you do if your partner is honest enough to admit they have feelings for someone else, uh, but they haven't crossed the line and um, they don't want to give up the person. Maybe it's someone, a colleague, maybe. like that's Affairs and these things often start at work, often start in social situations, and I'm saying you have to remove the drug. Yeah. That's a big problem.
5: I, what I do, you do? Well, I, I'm interested actually to hear what you, because we didn't discuss this, so I'm intrigued about <laughs> your way of going about it, but what I say is that you need to be very direct and have really concrete consequences and boundaries, and that can be very difficult. You what you really want to say is that you know, do you want to work on this marriage? Or do you not want to work on this marriage? And what and if the person if, says, I don't know? Well, you have to figure out. Because if you're not out, then I don't want to be part of this triangle. And that actually is the best way to put a shock of making the person then have to make a really forced decision of what do they feel comfortable with of doing. And and it's in, their decision. It is their decision. And yeah. in the end, it's in the end both. Because I could choose to leave if you choose not to want to do, to, to, to cut off a relationship that makes me feel uncomfortable or maybe gone way past the uncomfort level of saying listen we want to work on this we need to you and i work on this and i don't want a b c or d to be able to occur during this period of time
1: so if i say to my partner look you know i can't continue like this you've got to get rid of this person mm-hmm. and my partner says i'm sorry i can't i'm not going to do that okay um, would you consider it good therapy if the if a therapist would say, well, just hang in there, you know, he he or she might come around? Um, or would you consider a good strategy to hang around and just be supportive? Or do you feel, and this is tipping my hand a little bit, do you feel it would be kind of like, I understand that you're conflicted right now, but there's a certain amount of time that I'm willing to um, give you to figure this out, but, like, I have to also like respect my own boundaries and I don't want to be in a triangle yeah what do you think
5: I think that the best hand to play in that because in this it's one of these things where you want to make sure that the person knows that you expect to be respected as well
1: you yeah uh, so you so love them but I you love
5: them but to say I you know I'll you know think about it for whatever period of time you feel comfortable. And then if you're not sure, I have to make the decision to leave, separate
1: whatever is possible. What if, in your I don't, family? what if I don't want to do that? Because I'm speaking on behalf of many clients, okay, right now to you. So you are right. I, I love your answer is that the partner is the one who, the one, not the one who's like having the affair. The other one may have to make the decision like, okay, you're not making decisions. So I'm going to have to draw the line, but they might say to you, but I don't want to end my marriage. What would you say to that? I would
5: say that the best chance of you to actually have the other person work on the marriage would be to say that we need to have time apart. And that reminds me of of the alcoholism thing. That actually gives the other person time to see. Because when you're with someone, you don't notice how much they mean to you. You don't get time to miss them. You don't get time to deal with that. That says, listen, it puts the ball into the other court. The other thing is no longer an affair. You know, do what you have to do. I have to leave. I have to go. And it lets them have that the, the greatest amount of time to be able to really make a strong decision where they know that what your word is is your
1: bond to that. And that's sexy and attractive. But why are people so afraid of that then? Why are they afraid that if they do that, they're going to lose their partner? Because it's actually the opposite. And I'm going to draw your attention to some cases you and I have done with alcoholism where it was the same thing. Like you need to get treatment or we're not continuing this. And the person only moves when they're up against the wall mm-hmm. but is ultimately grateful yes and the, it, it is sexy so like but that's counterintuitive for people because well well for the other
5: person they go through that natural withdrawal of then the dopamine levels can slowly go back down you need to be able to have that peace so that you end up not being clouded by sets of dopamine to be able to deal with that and you have this time when you are going to very seriously think of the repercussions of your actions if you can have your cake and eat it too don't you want to have your cake and eat it too okay repeats repeat repeat if you if you can have your cake and eat it too why wouldn't you want to do that so it's so if the other person thinks that they'll never leave me well why do they have to work on anything they get
1: everything okay so georgia so glad you're here you're saying it is human nature human that nature. if there is not a consequence for a third party in your marriage, that most likely it will continue. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Good. I like that because I think it's for most people that's counterintuitive. They think that if they walk out or they put a serious consequence, that's going to send the person in the arms of the other person. And it's actually not quite the case because it disrupts the triangle. Yes. Yes. Can you say some words on that? Yes, and and some of the best
5: cases are when someone was very strong and sure, and again, it's scary. It's not easy. This is not something no, that is easy to do. very take. hard. You know, we've had very serious cases that we've had in dealing with love addiction, with affairs, with regular uh-huh. addiction, and that time was, though very, very painful and difficult, can really make and change and make you make the decision of, you know what? This is more than I want to lose and I want to really work on it because if not, it's this fake working on it when you're doing the right words just to make your own guilt feel better, but you're not really in to make this better. And in the end, you have to make that choice. You can't, the most anxiety is when you're not in one place or the other and you're trying to live in two separate worlds. You have to make a choice to that. If you are two separate people, things have been like that for a while, great. Then if the other person is your soulmate, you can wait, break it off, work on what you need to learn from your marriage, even if it is just to, to work get out. on yeah. getting out to work on. How do we parent to get on? Yes. Get rid of all the hurt and pain so you don't end up with this horrible, messy angst that the kids will suffer for. Yes. And well then sad. after you have actually worked on it and given enough time so it's not that dopamine haze, then you can make a clear and concise decision of what you want to do. So even if you are 100% sure that you want to leave and you guys are just two totally separate people, couples counseling is still a wonderful way or even individual counseling is a wonderful way to be able to figure out who am I, what happened so that I don't repeat this, what do I want and why, and then I can make a very good decision instead of this feeling of being
1: torn apart. Georgia, well said. My God, I love that. And I think that's so important because if you decide that, you know what, I want to make that move, I still say you could rekindle with your soulmate later on, but you need to clear it out first. Yes. So very quick questions. We're, the time just flew. Obviously, a huge topic. We'll have to. I think we're going to have to come back to it at a future show um, very quickly. What can I do to protect myself from falling into an emotional affair or a physical one? And what can I do if I've already fallen in one? How do I get out? So okay, I, okay, okay. Well, well I'm short snappers.
5: So, one of them is make sure you tend to your marriage. Spend time. Like a garden. Like a garden. Which, what, are, what would be the things that you, you can pull do out in an alliance? What, what would be some of those things? So, mine is like talk to each other without the kids and stuff alone. Spend time when it's just you and them speaking in a way that is not about like, you know, boring regular stuff of the weather, but like actual things that are meaningful, you should plan to do that if possible every day. Yeah. Five minutes. You don't need it doesn't have to be forever. People say, Oh, I don't have time. No if this is important to
1: you, you spend time to do it. What would be one for you? Well, I, I'm going to go the other route because that is one of mine. It's, it's we go meet for coffee and we connect. It's very important. So same concept. I'm going to go the other route on what we don't do mm. is we don't play with fire. So yes. like going out, drinking in bars and again, bartender, so yes, no judgments. Yes, yes. But drinking and in situations that, you know, we don't have hard, fast rules about that, but we are careful to not, you know, not play with fire. You know, the Sanka says. Set- at work now causes a lot of, we see more affairs at the center than we've ever seen, true or false. Yes. And so, you know, and we definitely would invite the other person to come if there was any sense of discomfort. Um, I personally hear from ex-boyfriends on Facebook and yes, I'll shut them a line, but I won't enter into a big discussion. And again, not that I think something's going to happen, but why, why play with fire? I shoot back to you very quickly. What if I did fall in or you did fall in and you're listening to the show and you want to get out? What do they do? They want to get out of the relationship.
5: If you you really want, and what you should do is, and it's not easy. This is a really difficult thing. Once you're in, it's very difficult to get out. So one would be maybe see a therapist because they can help you give you the tips because it takes a lot of strength. Dopamine kind of controls and takes over everything. But you should just say, listen, you know, I care about you this isn't right. I want to work on my marriage and please ask the other person and then try to cut off all ties. And it is hard, especially you probably work with them or you know them from somebody, see them and just say, I would appreciate your help with this because if you're doing it alone, it's hard, but you know, again, cut off media, don't answer back to replies, get rid of no whatever texting. way to that. Yeah. Whatever way that you have contact but often, if you'll ask the other person, I've had lots of people be able to ask the other person who's respected that and wants them to be happy because they really care about them. And we'll also try not to feed in because that hook, you know, you just need to get that little hook back in. I've had people that have the fairs done. They did great and then one little tiny high, you get those butterflies all over, all again, over again, boom, you yeah, back all in.
1: over again. And then one very last quick point, and I have to thank you for coming back and being on the show, is that you also have to question if you're married and the other person is in a relationship with you, might they have some boundary violation issues as well? Just Ooh. a last thought. Georgia, as always, brilliant, fabulous. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're back with us next week. We're going to talk on how to find a therapist wherever you are in the world. So important. A good therapist because there's a lot we don't know, and I always promised I would do a show on that because opening your phone book might not be the best way. Um, Georgia, thank you. Thank Thank you so much much for coming coming over here. I can't believe it went by so quickly, but such an important topic. So thank you for having me to discuss it. Thank you, and fun talking with you. Again, if you want to reach Georgia, helpforanxietydepression.com or 514-777-4530. On that note, I want to thank everyone for joining us on the show this week, and I'd like to invite you all back for next week if you're interested in therapy, retreats, couple retreats, or anything that was mentioned on this show, go to helpforanxietydepression.com and feel free to leave a question on our Facebook for Georgia or myself, any comments on Straight Talk with Sandra Reesh? You can hear this or any prior show on the podcast on my website website, straight, uh, straighttalksandarish.com on the podcast app of your iPhone or on iTunes under Straight Talk with Sandra Rich. If you are a professional and if you're looking for speakers on training on anxiety, depression, emotional regulation, or living a purposeful life, feel free to be in contact with us anytime. My name is Sandra Rich and I promise I'll help you learn to live your best life again next Thursday, same t- same time, same channel. In the meantime, keep your eyes on the stars.
0: Thank you for listening to Straight Talk with Sandra Reich. We hope you've enjoyed today's show and we'll tune in again next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now go live your best life.